Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to Booksmart's Authors on Show with Christy Francie. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. I am your host, Christina Francie. And today I am thrilled to be interviewing Dr. Connor Hogan, who is the Amazon number one best-selling author of The Gym Upstairs, The Neuroscientific Secrets of Future Champion. As the world's leading high-performance neuro-socio-psychologist, Dr. Connor uses innovative techniques and strategies to enable people to reach their highest performance in whatever field that may be in. Dr. Connor, it is such an honor to have you on. I'm really excited to dive into your book today. So I want to know, what inspired you to write this book? Gosh, um, thank you for having me, Christina. First off, it's a real thrill. Oh, gosh. Well, like many young boys or girls, when they're younger, they just love sport, don't they? They love to be out and about. Mm. And I was no different. In fact, I was like really obsessed with it um, and very active child. So essentially, when I was younger, I, I, I did everything I could to become as good as I could at sport. I practiced, I trained um, and I read and I watched TV and we got little tidbits i'm here in ireland we got little tidbits of american sport and stuff like that probably a couple of weeks later but you know we just i just i gobbled it up and i wanted to become better and transfer it into my own sports and so unfortunately i got injured and i couldn't play after like late teens about 20 years of age but throughout my like teen years i started reading everything i could now that would have started with regard to physical stuff you know fitness and that's easily transferable from one sport to another but then I started learning about the body and at the time my body was beginning to kind of cause problems and so I was very attuned to what I was reading and I started kind of all all of the time like putting the things I was reading and looking at into place in my own life Mm. and became very aware of like trying to improve all of the time and simultaneously at the same time my own uh, injuries, as I said, late late teens, early twenties, was kind of body was becoming very problematic. I was also getting not just injuries but also uh, illnesses from that, and so I started looking at different, deeper kind of reading about and kind of study on things. And simultaneously, the internet was coming on board at the time, and it was getting a little bit faster, and there was a, a lot more information coming online almost every day. And so I was reading up and obviously ordering books online and stuff and it was just you know like the sport was we were you know we were getting american channels and it was fantastic beginning to see what was going on in the nba and the nfl mm-hmm. so that was inspiring that was all inspiring so simultaneously then in the professional field i was working as a teacher uh, firstly as a high school teacher and then as an elementary school teacher and then i went into the behavioral field with regard to social and emotional problems. And there's a lot of neurological stuff there with children. And I even had children who were suicidal at age seven and um, you know, children with a lot of social difficulties in their family lives or mm-hmm. with their peers and that. And so I, I was teaching and I was also learning and studying at everything. And I made a, a promise to myself that everything that was helping me physically and I spent, trust me, all my 20s just trying to get physically better. 
um, everything that was helping me, I would study it and I would actually qualify at it so it could help other people. And so essentially here I am, what I've read and what I've seen and all the great professional athletes over the years have inspired me. And then I went in and, and worked at it myself. And in the evenings I became uh, just coaching myself and working with clients uh, outside of school times until eventually that took over. And so I said, OK, I need to kind of go back in here, figure these professional athletes out, see what's in it and put it out there on paper. And here we are. Yeah, no, I think it's so great. I mean, to play sports, it really is a mental game. Your head has to be in it. And, you know, I used to be an athlete myself when I was younger, you know, I played softball and there was just something in my brain that clicked and I would like play like an all-star. And then I could tell sometimes like when something was off in my brain, like I just, I wasn't playing as well. Like it's just something clicks. It's, it's a, it was a weird thing. Um, so my question to you is, so how can the messages from this book help all people who want to perform at their best? Yeah, so the perspective I took this book at, it wasn't just, you know, writing about professional sports people and coaches and that. It was the perspective of pressure. Like, mm -hmm. why is it some people can actually perform at the highest level, high performers, under pressure with all the television and millions watching, like look at the Super Bowl, uh, look at even just regular performers that you know, someday they can score two goals or a touchdown or two touchdowns or make that tackle or score so many baskets. And the next day they can't like, what's the difference? What's going on here? And that's not physical. You know, I don't, uh, I mean, for example, here in Ireland, we uh, have witnessed and across the pond in the UK that Liverpool, the soccer team, one of the greatest soccer teams in the world, they got to four finals last year. They were like within 15 minutes of, winning like four of the biggest trophies ever it was never done in the history of sport mm -hmm. and so this year their performances are way down and everybody think it's it's because they're physically wrecked they're ruined they're just you know finished from last season but i think it's mental and i think you know from what i've done in this research in this book is that i've looked at the pressure i looked at why you know people that are performing and not just sports people regularly what are performing under pressure, and it can be in your job, it can be in your life, it can be in your relationship, whatever else, that, you know, the effect that goes on and the outcomes really of the book is, believe it or not, that things like friendship, bonding and empathy are huge. So it's a super skill empathy. You know, you hear this term soft skills. I hate it. I really do, because it's difficult to empathize, to truly empathize. Mm -hmm. And so you know, this is this can be used because when you're under the moment of pressure, you have more people around you that are going to be in your court that are going to energetically want you to kick that kick, to mm -hmm. score that score, to make that tackle, that are going to be against you. And so when you look at going away from home, if you're playing an away team or something like that, obviously the crowd is going to be against you. We know ourselves that a big roar from a crowd, enthusiasm can really help human beings. And this is what professional athletes are at the end of the day. They're human beings that perceive pressure in a different way. Mm -hmm. And they try to manage it in ways that are more professional. But we all have stress, a stress system in our body. Mm -hmm. So from our brain, it, like a river, our spine is like a tributary from our brain where all these neural connections drip down through our spine and can make us feel ill physically 
if we're perceiving pressure or managing pressure incorrectly. So we can have the, the brain, good. we spoke about this before, you and I, the mm-hmm. brain good connection. There's a lot of research being done on that. And also, you know, people can, you know, have nausea. They can actually feel very unwell, shortness of breath and so on Yeah. with pressure. So that's the big, you know, outcome. There's a lot of techniques and strategies within the book of how to deal with pressure one or two per chapter or such there's about 18 chapters so that's quite a lot and there's a lot of feedback coming from professional sports people and coaches within the book as well and as i said the context is sport but it can be used in all aspects of life as well yeah no i mean the pressures of life are real and life is a mental game so how to handle that you know the brain and the body are all so connected and like you said you have the pressures, the anxiety comes in, it goes into your gut, you feel like you have to throw up, like your stomach hurts. I mean, you know, it's all connected. And to be able to manage that, you know, um, sometimes it's easier said than done. So it's great to kind of have a guide on how to like handle all the pressures, what to do with the stress and all that. So you kind of mentioned earlier about empathy and why it's important to see someone else's perspective and where, where they're from. Um, and you know, it's important to see these things from other people's point of view and how is this an advantage to you as a competitor to see, um, the importance of other people's point of view? Yeah. So we know even from when we were children, if we want to win at Mm -hmm. something, we want to be better than somebody else. We can go out and we can do it if there's no competition. That's cool. But if we have somebody or some team or, you know, again, work, if there's people competing for promotion against us, we have to be able to be better or be seen as being better. Mm-hmm. And so empathy, as I said before, you know, some people look at it like, oh, yeah, we need to put empathy in because it's something that's, you know, it has to be done. It's, you know, it's good to teach the youth about it. It's soft or whatever. But no, if you think about it from the point of view of empathy is like being in the shoes of other people. Mm-hmm. So if you can see things from another point of view, then you know their game plan. Exactly. If you know their game plan, well, then you can use your tactics, be it in sport or in life or in business or whatever else, to see what your opposition is doing. Because most people, what happens with our brains is when we get charged for competition, we become emotional. And this old kind of brain kicks in. And then what happens is we're not thinking. Now, remember, if we can plan, use our frontal cortex in our brain, which is just beyond our forehead, which Mm -hmm. is generally underdeveloped to many young people. We've seen that. We know ourselves. We look back and perhaps have regrets of things and decisions we made when we were younger. But if we can use that and plan collectively as a team, as a group, as a business, as a company, well, then you can certainly then look at the opposition, see how they're planning. Mm-hmm. And then when that moment of pressure comes along, even though there might be one or two people or three or four within your organization that perceive it differently or they're weak under pressure, collectively, you know the support is there. You know also that you know the plan and the opposition is you know, red, black, red rag to a bull. And so therefore you can actually have a huge advantage in that regard. No, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I've always looked at empathy as, you know, seeing it from someone else's perspective in terms of like, maybe their like emotional state or kind of what they're going through in life. But it's a good way to also use it as a tool for your competitors to predict kind of what their game plan is going to be, 
um, you know, what they're thinking about doing and kind of like tapping into their mindset so that you can level up your game. So I think it's a good way you or another use of using empathy. So, you know, we were kind of talking about pressure earlier. So how can pressure be alleviated using simple measures that um, we can all do as people? So pressure is different than stress, okay? Mm -hmm. And like what we feel or if we go out into a big stadium full of people, cameras, lights, some people can go, wow, look at this, right? But they might actually go, whoa, this is cool. I can perform under this. This is wonderful. They might get excited. And excitement is like, I always say it's the other side of the coin with nervousness. Mm -hmm. So it's how we flip that coin. And so how the pressure externally then comes into our system with regard to how we perceive stress. And there's good stress as well as bad stress. We Mm -hmm. often think of stress in a bad way, but that can kind of like, as I said, make us be more excited. And once we have the work done and we, we mentioned empathy and planning and so on, once the work is done, you can then perform and be very, very alert. Mm -hmm. The stress and actually push you in a very good direction insofar as many athletes will look back on a performance and go i don't remember it too well you know let me see it on the video or whatever else because they're so in the zone. yeah they're so in the zone mm-hmm. and all of the practice that we've done the people and all the work you've done and many many like hundreds of thousands of times of doing a certain action becomes automatic and that's essentially how we work then we, we work like a, a robot almost when we're under pressure mm-hmm. so if we can external you know get the external pressure and neutralize it then the stress within ourselves within our body you mentioned it before with regard to how our body can function you know the brain uh, the brain uh, gut axis and there's other things too but how this can be neutralized or even we can use it to our advantage and just have a little bit of kind of like excitement that's cool let's work through it and then we use that energy because our energy is robbed otherwise we're depleted And so we need to be able to play and perform in the best way possible. So how we perceive things externally through our eyes, our eyes are part of our brains, right? Mm -hmm. So how we do that, what we see, and then how we think immediately after that, you know, we view that thing. We view the people, we view the cameras, the action, so on, what we hear, what we tell ourselves, and what we look at with regard to our subconscious that's there for many years before perhaps we got involved in professional sport or perhaps got involved within a relationship or a work or Mm -hmm. work colleague or your boss or your new boss or whatever else so all of those things come to bear and essentially when we're perceiving pressure those are the things that are going to rear their head so we need to rewire ourselves in that positive way and that can be done too well that is all really great information. And I think people need to get their hands on this book if they want to perform at their peak performance and understand what's going on in their mind and in their body. So how can people get this book, Dr. Connor? Yeah, so it's available on all the Amazons mm-hmm. and uh, Amazon.com for my beautiful friends like yourself in the US and .co.uk, obviously in Britain. But you can also go onto my website, Connor. that's D-O-C c-o-n-o-r.com and you can check it out from there there's also a course and you can have like really you know cost-effective coaching as much as possible with all that's going on in the economy as well so that's a good way to keep in touch too 
Um, also, just drop me drop me a line and you know see what you think of it, or if you if you need to be redirected, I'm here to help. That's what it's all about to give the value back. Awesome. Well, Dr. Connor, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. It was such a fruitful conversation. And thank you for everyone that listened to this week's episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show. And I hope to see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to tell your friends.